This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Marissa Brittenham. Marissa is the Chief Strategy Officer of Surgery Partners, and Surgery Partners is one of the best-run companies in the country, particularly in the healthcare sort of universe and world, just a, a really well-run company. Get a chance to talk to visit with Marissa today. She's the Chief Strategy Officer about what to expect with Surgery Centers, ASCs, for 2023. Um, Marissa, can you take a moment and introduce yourself? Before we get started, maybe tell us just a little bit about yourself and about Surgery Partners. Absolutely. Happy to. So thanks so much for having me today, Scott. Uh, I am the Chief Strategy Officer, as you mentioned, with Surgery Partners. I've been in that role for about a year now. And then prior to that, I'm relatively new to the ASC space. Um, spent a lot of my career in consulting on the payer and the provider side, um, and then most recently was at a startup doing value-based care. So I'm, I'm definitely new to this space, but I've learned a ton over the last year and have been really proud to be a part of the Surgery Partners team. What we do as Surgery Partners um, is we own and operate surgical centers across the country. We have about 150 sites across the country now, and that's split between ambulatory surgical centers, as well as a set of surgical hospitals that we own, short-stay surgical hospitals. Um, we are, as you've mentioned, growing incredibly rapidly and always looking to grow through more typical methods, which are our M&A of existing facilities, um, as well as starting to grow in a couple of innovative ways, and hopefully we'll talk about a little bit today. Thank you very, very much. I'm thrilled to get to visit with you. Take a moment on some of the key trends that you're watching 2022, and what are some of the key trends that you expect, you know, for 2023? I mean, talk about those trends for 22, and whether you expect to see more or less of that in, in 2023 for surgery centers. Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing that we're seeing, which continues to be a real benefit to our side of care, is an ongoing shift to outpatient sites of care that has happened over the last several years and that we really expect to continue into the future for not just 2023, but even beyond. Uh, we're seeing increased activity from payers with a carrot of better funding for providers uh, if they perform surgeries in outpatient settings, and then also an, an increasing number of payers that are using the stick of pre-certifications, prior offs, and, um, and other uh, intensive programs where they're really trying to move cases to appropriate sites of care in outpatient settings. A um, couple of examples there, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Texas uh, this year decided to increase their, um, their reimbursement for providers uh, 50% if they are doing cases in outpatient settings. Uh, we're seeing United often go, in, go into more of that stick approach of um, pre-certifications for, for cases that can be done in outpatient settings. So really starting to see a lot of that increase. And then I think we'll start to see CMS also reimbursements in the new year that are favoring outpatient services um, and the use of technology that really allows providers to, to move that site of care. So really, really, I think one of the biggest trends will continue to be that shift to outpatient sites that we saw in 2022, and I'm sure even more in 2023. Um, the other big thing along that line is around higher acuity cases uh, in key service lines, especially. So we're starting to see even more growth in outpatient cases for high acuity MSK cases. So for example, total joints, we're seeing increase substantially within our centers and then more broadly across the industry, as well as some shift in cardiology, especially vascular cases that are being done in uh, ambulatory surgical centers for, for really the first time. Uh, we, I don't think that cardiology has gotten quite to the dramatic tipping point that MSK has gotten to. And I think it'll take quite a few years to get cardiology 
to the same place that we're seeing or so now. But ultimately, I do think that that will continue to creep a bit in, in 2023, and we'll see a little bit more cardiology as well. Another big trend from 22 that will probably increase in 2023 is we're getting increased interest from hospitals in building their outpatient strategies. So I think if you look 10 years ago, hospitals were looking at outpatient as, you know, outpatient sites of care as a threat to their business. I think we're seeing more and more, especially for large integrated health systems, that outpatient care is becoming a part of their strategy. And they're seeing it as an opportunity to reduce pressure on their more and more crowded operating rooms. They're seeing the same payer pressure that I was discussing a little bit ago. They're looking at uh, trying to align independent docs in their area by allowing ownership of independent docs and, and therefore creating, creating you know, sort of a, a CIN and beyond um, in, their, in their alignment with physicians, and then an ability to compete in a low asset way in new geographies. So I think we're going to see more and more hospitals get involved in outpatient um, strategies, especially with ASCs. And especially for those providers or uh, hospital systems that have some kind of a value alignment through owning their own insurance product, um, having some part in an ACO, or being a part of a capitated contract, which we're seeing more and more in hospitals as well. Um, so I think that's one other big thing. And then the last I would mention is we are really starting to see that, that integration between uh, payers, providers, and that kind of vertical integration of assets and value-based care starting to drive behaviors for providers on the ground. So as Optum, CVS, you know, uh, others are making really big investments in primary care and engaging at those primary care providers in value-based recapitated arrangements, those providers are really starting to think differently about how to drive their patients to appropriate sites of care. And I think that's going to be a huge benefit. Um, you've also got some of these Medicare direct contracting startups, um, Oak Street is a great example um, in the DCE and the REACH program that CMS is going to continue to push for in the new year. Um, I think a lot of those different forces having primary care and, and specialties just outside of primary care really starting to think about how to refer their patients to appropriate sites of care. I think that'll be a huge boon to the industry as well. Thank you very, very much. And you've got sort of a remarkable background for the role of chief strategy officer, remarkable analytical thoughts on this. So four things you talked about payer receptivity, carrots and sticks to move stuff to outpatients, second, higher acuity cases, third, hospitals really looking to build out outpatient strategies again, and fourth, this integration between payers and providers, and you noted the CVS and United and other big investments in primary care, metric advantage, so on and so on. Take us to a next subject for a second, Marissa, which is the subject of Surgery partners have been heavily focused on growth the last several years, uh, both increasing investments in partnerships and growth of existing surgery centers and surgical sites. What were the most successful growth strategies for surgical partners this past year? What did you focus on the most? What was the most successful? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say we've we've been uh, really pushing on the same playbook this year that we have in previous years. We've started to plant some seeds that will hopefully start to uh, germinate in 2023. But for us, really, the most critical piece in our growth has been providing unparalleled high-quality care for our patients through partnerships with top physicians. And that is a really strong focus on outcomes and great patient and provider experience. So with that baseline, you know, what our CEO would call our product, right? The, the amazing um, high quality care that we're providing to patients in a low cost of care setting with 
strong alignment with our provider partners and a great experience, that's, that's what we need to have. And that's what we focus on a huge amount in order to be able to grow from that base. Um, building on that, one of our biggest focuses has been recruiting doctors into our existing facilities. So we lead the industry in uh, same-store growth. So within our existing facilities, our portfolio of existing facilities, really recruiting top quality physicians in with a focus, again, on those specialties that we see as the highest growth facility, uh, specialties. So ortho um, and other MSK specialties and cardio uh, has been a big focus for us this year. We've actually um, you know, kind of hired folks in to support us on our cardiology uh, growth portfolio, and that's uh, proved to, to really be beneficial to our, to our growth story. Um, and then the second thing is really providing uh, a, a, an ongoing support for independent ASCs in the form of um, acquisition. So for those providers who are offering uh, uh, ownership in, in their existing facilities that they've already built across the country, we are very excited to work with them and create kind of financial and operational plans for them, um, as well as really focus in on growing those facilities. So I, um, in the last two years, Surgery Partners uh, has really built a, what we call strategic planning team. And that team works with all of our 150-ish facilities across the country to offer uh, services each year to try and predict, you know, where we, where we can find growth, where we need to focus in on business development. And I think that investment in our strategic planning has proven out um, in, in many dividends around, around recruiting and, and growing. And then I also think that our, our uh, business development team's focus on um, uh, acquiring interest in, in existing really strong ASCs has been uh, incredibly, incredibly valuable to us this year. Fascinating. Just a really focused and systematic approach to adding physicians, doing acquisitions, looking at growth, looking at strategy. You mentioned specifically orthopedics and cardiovascular and, 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 and adding assets within the company really spirit some of those efforts. Just uh, fantastic. And Marissa, any new thoughts, new areas yeah. that surgery partners are looking at exploring and implementing in 2023? Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned a little bit earlier the interest that we're seeing from health systems in entering this space. Um, while surgery partners has traditionally really focused on one-to-one -one relationships between surgery partners and high-quality independent facilities, we are starting to look at uh, exploring a select set of health system partnerships which we think will drive appropriate side of care shifts for patients throughout that system. Um, we have a couple of partners in our existing portfolio, which we're looking to expand. Um, and then we're also looking to support a group of uh, health systems in their expansion in places where we haven't been able to traditionally play given a high employed physician base or given just different dynamics that don't allow for independent ASCs to grow. So, Supporting hospitals and, and, again, sort of a select set of hospital system partners that are really well value aligned with us and are really thinking critically about how to put patients in the appropriate side of care, um, that's become a strategy for us that's, that's pretty different. We started to build it this year, and again, I hope we really see some of the fruits of those labors for next year. The second piece, which we haven't really played as much in in the past, which there's quite a few organizations out in the industry that do, is, uh, is in our de novo strategies. So, 
we have similarly invested in uh, a, a few resources within the organization that are, that are just absolute crack and phenomenal developers of surgical centers. And we're starting to go out and either with hospital partners or independently to recruit physicians and to uh, help them start to create their own centers. So de novo capability is another big part and it's going to be a growing part in 2023 of our portfolio. Um, the last thing I would say is we're starting to focus on our payer relationships especially with forward-thinking value-aligned payers. So for those folks who are investing in primary care, for those folks who are thinking about value-based care and trying to drive, again, appropriate, high-quality, low-cost care, we can be a really clear lever for improvement for them. And we've found this year quite a few payers who are thinking really creatively about how to move patients to appropriate sites of care and how they might work with an organization like Surgery Partners or some of our competitors even um, to create the right um, to create the right incentives to drive folks into those settings. Um, so those are our three. I would say health system partnerships, de novos, and payer relationships will be our big, big priorities for 2023. Thank you very, very much. And, and a great thoughts there and clear focuses. I, Talk for a moment about there are a number of challenges or headwinds facing independent centers, hospital outpatient strategies, uh, providers, physician groups. What are some of the things that groups can do, hospitals can do, independent centers can do to mitigate some of those headwinds? What are, what are some things that, that you look at and think these would be good strategies or thoughts for independents or for systems trying to build off their outpatient strategies? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously the biggest thing on everyone's mind is the broader economic environment that we're all operating under. Um, inflation is having and is going to continue to have unknown effects on our supply chain. Um, there are big challenges with the labor force, with wages, with um, you know, sort of burnout around COVID. Um, it's really hard to understand what investment capital in new centers is going to look like or in improving existing centers. I think all of all of the industry has the potential to be impacted by exogenous factors that are hard to predict even now when we're kind of in the middle of whatever this economic climate is that we're that we're all in. Um, I don't have a perfect crystal ball, but I do think that ASCs and, and health systems that are moving in the direction of ASCs and independent provider organizations that are thinking about investing in ASCs. I think that this industry is going to be a little bit more insulated from some of these challenges than the broader acute care world will be. And the, you know, we have a lot of success in, in recruiting labor uh, into our centers because it is, you know, a, a great place to work. It is a, a stable place to work. Um, we're not, we're not impacted by some of those issues that some of our acute care brothers and sisters are out in the industry. Um, I also think that within supply chain, because we do a select set of things, we can really focus in on those levers and ensuring that we are controlling those levers. And so I would say, you know, for, for anyone in this space, um, investing in ASC strategies, this is a great time to do it because there is just a lot of opportunity to, um, to, to drive focus, to drive performance improvement, and to mitigate some of those exogenous issues, given the fact that, um, that we really are a focus factor in just trying to perform, you know, a very specific task, um, uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, outside of some of those pressures. Um, the last thing I would mention is a uh, really, really big challenge that everyone is seeing in the market right now around engaging, hiring, recruiting, uh, retaining the best talent out there, especially as we're hopefully, fingers crossed, coming out of COVID with a workforce that's really experiencing a lot of burnout, you know, a lot of frustration. 
Um, we, we, I think all of us, all of those different players that you mentioned have to be focused on ensuring that we're providing the clinical workforce with what they need to be successful. And a, again, a, a stable and a well-resourced environment where they can uh, provide the care that they need to to their patients and continue to pro provide really high quality care. So we personally at Surgery Partners, and I'm sure many of our other, of our other organizations in the industry are thinking about how to provide really a dif differentiated value proposition for the best talent in the market. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Marissa, just brilliant. I, I want to thank you for joining us. Again, Marissa Brittenham, Chief Strategy Officer at Surgery Partners. Surgery Partners is one of the best-run companies in the healthcare ecosystem. Uh, just terrific. Marissa, is there anything I failed to ask you, anything else that you wanted to add in that, that I forgot to ask you that you'd like to add in for the listeners? No, I think this has been fantastic. Thank you for giving me the time. Marissa, again, thank you so much for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you very much.